0: Hey guys, my name is Major, this is Darshan, and today we're going to discuss if it makes sense for pharmacists to get into medical marijuana. This is part one of a two-part series on pharmacists and medical marijuana.
1: Yeah, this has been a really popular topic, Major, and if you go on Twitter, if you go on the internet, everyone's talking about it, and there's a good reason for it, and we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about, and we're going to do this as a multiple part thing, but today we're going to talk about does it even make sense for pharmacists to be involved in this.
0: You're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. The Gavel and Pestle Podcast
1: where the law of the land intersects with the business of pharmacy. Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice, and um, it's not construction advice, so don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship, so don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you, that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon. So Pharmacists to be involved
0: in in this, meaning medical marijuana?
1: In medical marijuana. So uh, there's this whole idea of, well, are pharmacists helping patients? Are they not helping patients? We aren't going to get into the ethics of it. We're going to talk a little bit more about the the legality of it. And we're going to talk about what the opportunities are and, and really get into... Uh, the depths of it, and again, if people want to discuss the clinical piece, obviously we can always get into that. But that's not—I think there are some better podcasts out there that can get into it. Really, here we focus on the legal stuff. We focus on the regular story stuff. We talk about what the opportunities are and how this helps pharmacists. So this should be a fun one, major. Um, Let's do it. So, so again, yeah. this is this is the this is, uh, this is part one of two, right? Correct. This is part one of two, and the okay. second one's going to be about some mistakes. Today's is going to be is there an mistakes there mistakes at all? in
0: terms of marketing mistakes for pharmacists. This one is specifically related to should pharmacists uh, get involved with medical marijuana?
1: Exactly right. Thank you, Major. Um, so the the key thing to think about is um, is medical marijuana a thing? So when we start talking about is medical marijuana a thing, they're saying that last year. Marijuana sales were $6.7 billion in just one year. So this is not a small, minor industry. This is a multi-billion dollar industry at this point. So marijuana from a financial viewpoint is not going anywhere. So let's sort of get that off the table. The second piece that we really need to start drawing the distinction between is recreational marijuana versus medical marijuana. So recreational marijuana, and that's been legalized in several states, is um, using marijuana within certain limits, um, and the idea is you're using it for recreation. There's no medical reason necessary. On the other hand, there is also medical marijuana, and Pennsylvania just did a recent thing, and there have been several states that have allowed for medical marijuana. And what's interesting is um, I went to Colorado, and um, they actually have dispensaries that in the same location, they will allow for recreational marijuana and medical marijuana, which is really interesting to me as well. So um, that's the key piece to think about. So is there a role for pharmacists in medical marijuana? Um, there is an argument to be made for pharmacists in recreational marijuana, but we aren't going to go down that path. Um, the other thing to start thinking about is, and this is another question that comes up often enough, what is the difference between legalization and, and decriminalization, because this is a big question that pharmacists have asked me. Legalization, in many cases, is essentially everyone says you can do it. The federal government says you can do it. The state government says you can do it. The local government, your city or whatever, says you can do it. Medical marijuana is not legal, because the federal government does not say you can do it. Well, with some caveats, and we're going to talk about those as well. Then there's decriminalization. Decriminalization basically means we recognize that on the books it's illegal, uh, but we will allow and basically not prosecute you for doing it, for using medical marijuana, for dispensing medical marijuana. And just, that's just more, more discretionary,
0: so is so what that sounds like.
1: Exactly right. So, uh, Department of Justice officials, uh, people at the federal level have often said that we will choose not to enforce. Uh, FDA, for example, those are all discussions that were coming up, and that's the distinction. So you have to recognize if you decide to get into medical marijuana, it's a huge industry. Pharmacists can do a ton of work and ton- and help out a lot in this area. However, it does not mean that you're working in on the if if you're looking at things as black and white, this is not the industry if you want to be in a black and white type of world.
0: So here's uh, a question for you. You, you said yeah. now 2017 medical marijuana has been this is like the booming year, right? The, the yeah. all, so many different states. Uh, it, when Colorado had it uh, legalized, it was you know groundbreaking. You, you heard right. it everywhere. Like there, there's even uh, in, in Texas, uh, there's the in uh, yeah. Austin awesome chapter of the National Association for the for the uh, reform of marijuana laws or, or Texas uh-huh. Normal. N-O-M-R-L uh-huh. um, uh-huh. th- you know, They're really pumped about that kind of thing So, so my, my question is With pharmacists, you, you said that it's a big industry And it is a huge industry But how does pharmac- how, do, how do pharmacists Get involved with medical marijuana I mean, you know, we're talking about pharmaceuticals We're talking about regulated guidelines Something, you know, by the books Hardline, trying to mix Or looking to mix with something that Has yet to be regulated as much as It, it could be
1: that, that's that's a great question, actually, Major. And I, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed by the question. So here's the big thing. So most people think about uh, marijuana uh, as sort of you go into a store and you buy it and you just you smoke it or you do whatever you want with it in terms of edibles or, or whatever direction you're going to go. There's another path to it, which is in, with medical marijuana. You're doing it under the supervision of uh, medical and clinical personnel. Um, in those cases, you'll essentially go to a physician and a physician will say, I believe you you need medical marijuana. And that's really to the, the extent of what they say. In some cases, they may say, I think you need this more than other things, but they do not prescribe. So a prescription tends to be very specific. It tends to say, here's how much you need to have. Here's how often you need to have it. And that's the extent and, and there's, there's, specific, there's specificity associated with it. With medical marijuana, that is not what they do. At least in the state of Pennsylvania, that is not what they do. What they'll do is they will say, we think you should have it. Then you will go to a pharmacist, and the pharmacist will take the next step and say, let me t- find out more about you. And and then there'll be a discussion with the patient, and the pharmacist will choose what to, dis- what to dispense. So there's this whole world out there where pharmacists are saying, we want to have more control over patient healthcare where we recognize that doctors have this and they can provide great value however however, we are the drug experts we want to help patients with this more often they come to us for help and we feel like we're shackled and now enable us to help these patients and this is exactly what medical marijuana is allowing them to do it's allowing and here's them, a question yeah
0: another question for it so if so what I'm hearing you say is a patient goes to the doctor gets a prescription it says not a prescription what I'm pres- a recommendation prescription, okay a recommendation, a recommendation, right, and then they go to the ph- pharmacist. The pharmacist uh, re- reviews the scenario, talks with the patient, sees what they actually need, and they essentially become a dispensary.
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: Okay, so
1: it's so it's a, it's a and, and, not,
0: and just to be clear, we're not talking about pharmacists growing medical marijuana. We're talking about them dispensing it. They they can source it from other other places, right?
1: Yep. So that what you're drawing is another great distinction. So there are several. P- key players and actors once medical marijuana comes in the first key player and actor is the grower and they are controlled as well so the grower is allowed to make certain uh, certain types and they're supposed to register and all those good things then there is the physician Uh, they are the ones who make the recommendation then there is the pharmacist or the the dispenser which uh, who will actually dispense and in many uh, cases sort of work with the patient and then the patient themselves have to register. So, And only certain types of patients can register, not everyone who has any disease. So um, I believe in Pennsylvania, it's 17 different disease states. Uh, in I fact, just had
0: a, another question, actually. Yeah. So with, with the recommendation uh, the doctor uh, would, would, would provide the patient, do they just recommend medical marijuana or do they recommend specific
1: strains? Or <laughs> yeah. So, so it's how, a, how specific is that, I guess? So typically, it, it doesn't have to be as specific. So it, it may start off with them saying, we think you're, you're eligible for medical marijuana. However, it also is important that in certain in certain cases, they may say, we think you need specific CBD um, amounts. So there are two types of uh, marijuana for the most part. Now, there are, there are lots of strains, but essentially there are two types of marijuana. There's a THC and there's a CBD. And each has, uh, the CBD has less of those psychoactive effects, while the THC has a little bit more of them. And therefore, you'll have to balance it out so that you get more of, depending on what you're trying to achieve, um, CBD to THC ratios will change. And depending on which strain you'll get, that will affect the ratio. So a doctor may say, I want this patient to have more CBD, less THC, or vice versa. Okay, it, it's it's interesting that you got into all of this. Um, as As you know, I gave a talk a few weeks ago. Um, right, in, that's what yeah. I was
0: going to ask you about because because you, you had me <laughs> work on that presentation with you. But what 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 what, uh, what was it about?
1: So in Pennsylvania, like I said, uh, we recently allowed for medical marijuana, and uh, at the University of the Sciences. We actually did a talk uh, to, to train physicians and pharmacists. So physicians and pharmacists uh, requ- are required in Pennsylvania to have four uh, live hours of uh, training. And uh, we were the first ones to do it. So I was one of the first. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's great. And it's gonna be I didn't realize that
0: was a training event. I thought that was just like a presentation. So, so what you're saying is you actually had a training event and it was the first of its kind in Pennsylvania. Correct, it was the
1: first live one. Yep, the first live one
0: people. to to help the pharmacists get on track to to working with medical marijuana
1: and physicians and physicians. Yep. So we had a lot of questions, obviously, and a lot of answers. We don't know those answers yet because there's still. What questions were
0: you ones. receiving? Like what 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 was what was the big what, what were the bigger concerns?
1: Um, <laughs> the big questions were things like, "How do you record them?" For example, there's a requirement that. Um, so the, as, as we all know, there's the opioid crisis going on. Uh, so, a lot of uh, different states have what's called a PDMP, which is basically, they want you to record um, any kind of controlled substance, because it has addictive properties, they'll want mm-hmm. you to record that. Uh, but, in Pennsylvania, the PDMP is only used for Schedule 2 to Schedule 4. Sorry, Schedule 2 to Schedule 5. Which means that marijuana, which is a Schedule 1, is not recorded. Which is weird. So, They want you to go in, go into the uh, PDMP, look for any opioids that the patients on before you dispense the medical marijuana, so that there's you're you're adjusting the addiction potential, if you will. But you then have to register the medical marijuana different database, anyways. And then what gets interesting is that in Pennsylvania, for example, and these are like the nuances that we get into, they want you to keep records. But any electronic records have to be deleted. So it's it's this weird... Uh, they want you to have... Like everyone under Obamacare, if you will, the Affordable Care Act, uh, there was a whole thing on we want to shift towards electronic medical records. But mm-hmm. in the case of marijuana, they're saying, no, no, no. Anything electronic, we want you to delete it, except for sending us information the patient's actually on medical marijuana. So it's a very Wow, so it's just a general... yeah. People are getting into the weeds a little bit, but it it's what they need to know. Another question we were getting was things like, um, how do patients get registered? And we didn't know as much, and now there's some more details around that as well. So things are going to keep coming out, but uh, we, we sort of have to keep an eye out for it. And, and again, you can stay tuned. You can reach out to us. We're happy to help about how do you get patients, how do you get uh, service providers, how do you get uh, clinicians all working in this world. So it's, it's so, going to be a really interesting conversation. So okay. to answer
0: question the, the question, uh, does it make sense for pharmacists to get into medical marijuana? What's your answer?
1: Um, it, it depends on who you are, what kind of risk tolerance you have. It's not so much a general across the board. If you're a pharmacist who's very comfortable with being in a gray space, this could be an extremely profitable piece of the world. Uh, I know several people have been trying to get into it, only certain people can, can get it, and if they do it, it's likely to be quite profitable. On the other hand, if you like to be in a situation where there's no question about the legality of what you're doing, this may not be the right piece of the pie for you. Um, and again, we can al- you can always reach out to us at the Kilkarni Law Firm, and we're happy to talk to you about what is the right piece of the pie for you. Is it compounding drugs? Is it specialty products? And that's a totally different discussion. Uh, I mean, the veterinary, and we can go down all those different routes.
0: That's a lot, a uh, lot to go down. So today, by the way, we were just talking about, does it make sense for pharmacists to get into the med- uh, the medical marijuana uh, in- into that market? And my name is Major. This is Darshan. We are with the Cool Carney Law Firm. Please reach out to us if you have questions. Uh, Kulkarnilawfirm.com. That's K-U-L-K-A-R-N-I lawfirm.com. We're on Twitter at Kulkarni Law Firm.
1: Hey, this is Darshan. Thanks for listening in. I really want to talk to you. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at at FDA lawyers. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Darshan Kulkarni. And if you want to find me any other way, well, start with Twitter, but you can always email me as well. Darshan at conformlaw.com. Thanks for listening in. I'm really excited to hear from you.